Welcome to the Brownstein Hyatt Farber Shrek podcast series. Policy Director Elizabeth Mayer joined Senator Mark Begich for an immigration update and discussion on the current state of DACA and other important immigration issues that Congress is considering. Welcome back to another Brownstein podcast. Today, we're just going to give you a quick, brief update on immigration, what's going on. I'm here with Elizabeth Mayer, Policy Director, is a well-trusted and political advisor at Brownstein. Elizabeth worked more than 10 years as Legislative Director to U.S. Senator John Kyle. She now focuses her efforts and expertise on advising Brownstein clients about numerous legislative and regulatory issues and uses her experience and expertise to advance clients' priorities. Why don't you tell us uh, what is happening? You know, DACA came off the table from the budget issue. We know that. Now what's happening? We had DACA, immigration, a couple bills moving around, uh, some principles the president has laid out. Kind of give us where we are and where do you think it might go next, Okay, if at any Right. Um, And a a short brief update is I'm going to do, although um, it will be difficult on this issue. Um, Obviously, everybody in the country really knows because of the shutdown about the negotiations over um, the the quote DACA class or the the folks who came here by a certain age um, unbeknownst um, in an illegal uh, status uh, with their parents. Negotiations continue. It's as muddy as it has been as ever. Uh, yesterday, a key uh, negotiator came out and said, we're not really getting any traction. Someone from the same party in the Senate came out and said, we just had a really great meeting. <laughs> I <laughs> think they good, were in different I think, meetings. I think this is all a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so we'll see. Um, we face, you know, another series of deadlines. Um, the the immigration issue has theoretically been decoupled from the budget. We'll see if they get some sort of agreement. You know, who knows? They could add it back in. It's le- it's it's probably unlikely. In the intervening weeks um, of negotiation, uh, President Trump filled out some details about the principles that he wants uh, worked on. In, in an immigration deal. And this is something he put in writing for the first time in yes. Hawaii, right? Yes. So it, it really remains to be seen whether what he means by that is a an ongoing series of, of bills getting introduced and worked on, or if he is going to insist that his, quote, principles get written up in legislative language and added to or um, a part of the DACA deal. I think that he would like for his entire uh, set of principles to be wrapped around and passed, and that is what he would prefer to sign, because in his opinion, he is given a very generous deal when it comes to the folks who were brought here young and who are in the uh, what is uh, called the DACA class. He even went farther than that and said that they would be open to opening the class up to folks who, for whatever reason, didn't ever apply but could have, and then sort of fiddling around with some dates that Obama had set when he did the administrative action to potentially loop more people in as well. No one knows if the $1.8 million he has cited or quoted as the number of individuals who could uh, get this new status and a potential uh, pathway to citizenship is real or not. People are analyzing it. 
but that's that's where he has come down. And because he believes it's generous, he would like to see the other provisions that he has offered up worked into any deal. And what are some of those? The wall or a wall or some sort of something like that, right? Yeah. So Chain migration mm-hmm. or immigration. I mean, that's another piece, right? Yeah. So the, the biggest um, substantive set of principles are um, related to what they are saying is the end of chain migration and the reallocation of green cards. What they have said is that they would like to limit the green card sponsorship opportunities to immediate families or the nuclear family. They have said in their principles that they will not cut anyone off who is in line, who is more of an what is called an extended family member. But once those applications are processed, it would be limited to the nuclear family. And um, they have also proposed eliminating the diversity visa, which is around which is fifty thousand visas per year, and reallocating those numbers immediately to get through um, a family and a business backlog. And so a lot of people don't like it. They think it's sort of half a loaf Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. because they don't, on the other side of it, have a new workable, what people are saying is is a workable uh, legal immigration system, nor does his plan um, if you're going to start talking about comprehensive, then you have to tackle the, the the sort of elephant in the room, and that is the you know eight to ten million folks who are here who are in an, an illegal status. Does this lead us to the, the discussion or this group? I think they met last night. Matter of fact, and the twos, and, right? Does it does this move us to this bigger? immigration bill again? Or do you think everyone will just kind of keep around the Dreamers, DACA, and a few limited areas around that? What do you think is going to happen? I mean, I know we have people that care about, for example, EB-5, which is an immigration issue. Uh, We have a variety of things that suddenly when you get in the broad sweeping immigration, it touches a lot of places. Yeah. um, There are um, smaller immigration programs that um, have deadlines that are linked to the continuing resolution, Mm -hmm. uh, too. And uh, so, you know, we're on top of those as well for clients and are happy to talk to anyone about those deadlines, um, you know, as they come up. I worked on comprehensive immigration reform probably every year of my career uh, while I was working in the Senate. And still working on it outside of the... <laughs> and still working on it outside. I think that um, if if we couldn't get a deal in 2007 or 2013, and in 2007, we had the likes of Senator Kennedy, President Bush, Senator Kyle, my old boss. Um, and the t- tone was different, too. People, it wasn't as toxic as it is today. Is that a fair? Well, it became toxic, but the, right, the but members themselves negotiating the deal came up with a fair. They worked together. They came up with a fair deal. No one won on everything. And um, it, it failed because uh, in, at the end of the day, uh, no one was, quote, all in soon enough. Mm-hmm. Business groups weren't. Advocacy groups weren't. Mm-hmm. No one was. And then that gave an opportunity you know, for the folks who were opposed to it for their own reasons, 
uh, and were closely aligned with some folks in talk radio to immediately get back out there and, and to just down. annihilate the bill. And it went down. I right. mean, that that's sort of the overarching sort of thought I have about it. There were substantive policy reasons, honestly, as well. I think if if you're working to try to get something done under pressure, maybe they'll get something done that looks like comprehensive, um, but I'll believe it when I see it. Let me end on this comment. Maybe you might have a comment back to me on this, and that is, is this a moment that Trump could be the cover let, let's assume the four, whatever his principles are, that they weave him into the to a bill, that he becomes the cover that prevents what's happened in the past on immigration reform, kind of blown up in the media world, that he becomes the cover because of his style, which people can love it or hate, you know, hate it, but this might be the moment where they love it because he can just bully down hate the, the street, yeah. And say, this is what we've done, and it's good bill, it's a big bill, it's big league, and all the phrases he likes to use. Yeah. And everyone says... He's the only one who could do it. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. In other words, I mean, is that the moment here, maybe? Maybe that's the maybe. play? I don't know. I, I think, um, again, maybe. But I think the the folks, without getting too much into the weeds, the folks who who won't like the recalibration of the green cards are also not going to like the fact that the 8 to 10 million, that's an old estimate, um, undocumented population isn't dealt with. I think that they're going to feel like they're not getting enough to be for it. And you need it to pass in the Senate. You need a bipartisan, you need bipartisan support. No matter what. And no matter what. And so, um, you know, on my side of the, I mean, on the Republican side of the aisle, although I can't really even say that because this issue is so complicated and Republicans are not it, all on the right, same page. It crosses. But some folks in the Republican Party, and I'm on the outside now, just a, a uh, nonpartisan mm-hmm. observer, will say, well, of course you're getting enough. You're getting, you know, a pathway to citizenship for potentially 1.8 million people. Right. But the argument will be, what about these other 10, 12, 13 million? Yeah. And what happens? Yeah. And then, you know, factors like E-Verify and those kinds of things, which some folks really want a part of any deal, right. aren't really a part of any of these deals. And so, again, it's just – it's it's literally like a whack-a-mole, <laughs> this issue. And it covers every expanse of issue, labor, health, immigration, trade, frankly, yeah, commerce, everything. everything. And it's just hard to get all the whack-a-moles, uh, you know, sort right. of batted down. Sometimes you just got to unplug the machine and nothing <laughs> pops up afterwards. But uh, again, Elizabeth, thank you very much. I mean, it's a, it's a murky, complicated issue. Maybe a small sliver gets resolved. We'll see. Uh, President's put down his principles. We got groups, and I like the way you described it. Some came out of the meeting saying, good job. Others came out saying, we're not getting anywhere. Maybe that's the process we have to patiently wait for. But again, thank you for giving us a quick update on immigration. Sure thing. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Brownstein Hyatt Farber Shrek podcast series. Visit www.bhfs.com for more information.